Hello, hello, and good morning. I'm your host, Jessica Trout, and welcome back to Battlefield. It has been a little bit since I got on here. The last time I got on here, I asked how your summer was because, you know, I explained what was going on as to why I wasn't posting as much as I've been wanting. Um, I had to go MIA uh, because of adjusting to a new schedule and everything, but I hope everybody is adjusting to the new schedule as well, whatever you're doing in your life or whatever has come into your life. So um, I know I said we'd start talking about this book that I read. And so I kind of want to start that already today. However, (laughs) I wish I could find my headphones because that way I don't have to speak directly into my phone. No, I don't do this from my computer into a podcast microphone. Um, I kind of wish I did have one of those, but right now I'm just trying to save up money to actually get one because you guys will not believe how expensive those things can be. And I think it's because of the high quality sound that they produce. So, and I think some of them are noise canceling slash in their Bluetooth. So, um, yeah, I can see why they're high priced on the market. So anyway, let's get started. Um, I read a book that kind of helps me deal with the enviness I was feeling towards, uh, I guess you could say, the attention my husband was getting. Um, it wasn't necessarily towards my husband because, you know, we are all, when we take our vows and, you know, the minister or whoever you get married by is like, like the officiant says, you know, love is not envious, it's not jealous. Well, that's the thing. It's not, but, you know, we're all human. We can't just not be jealous or envious of other people. And I, so I kind of find those words very, um, you know, cut and dry. Uh, and also to an extent, I guess you could say. So um, this book is by Catherine Chambers, and it's called Jealousy, a psychological, <laughs> I can't talk today, a psychological, logical guide to overcome envy, codependency, and possessiveness in any relationship, trust, love, and to be happy. It is part of a series. I have not read the other books yet, but this one really caught my attention when I knew I was going through a lot of that jealous feeling, and um, and I started becoming a little resentful and also questioning as to if I should quit being a stay-at-home mom and actually start a job. Um, you know, so I guess because I want to just feel valued by my by the family and friends that my husband was getting. And that's what I was really strugg- struggling with. Like, that's blunt. That's like being vulnerable to you right now. And of course, to become a better human being, you have to be vulnerable. I've explained this in many of my um, seasons and episodes and saying that if you're not vulnerable, then how are you supposed to, you know, be better? So I know it's hard. It's always been the hardest thing to be vulnerable, but it does bring you to sometimes to, you know, realize what's really going on when you're truthful and honest with yourself. So here we go. There is an introduction. I won't read you the whole introduction. It's pretty much the psychologist talking about like, you know, um, what you're going to be talking about in the book. But I do like this saying that she put in here about uh, by this guy named Gary Allen. It I quote, you can be the moon and still be jealous of the stars. 
And what really hurt, I mean, what hurt, what hit me about that was it's true. It's true. Um, You know, the moon is huge. It's bright and it shines, especially on specific times, you know, like when the full moon hits or the waning moon, the blood moon, blah, blah, blah. It shines bright and it has all these different personalities per se. But yet the stars, they, they look so tiny from where we stand. They fall and they are bright when they fall because they're burning out. And, um, you know, there's millions of them. They also make the pictures like Orion's belt, the Big Dipper, the Small Dipper. And yet the moon is jealous. I found this to be very, um, you know, I found this to be very interesting because we can shine as bright as the moon. But we're still jealous and envious of all the others. It's kind of like if you take Facebook in per- into perspective of, um, you know, social media is a mirror, a perfect image of what people try to perceive themselves as. Like, let's say you're the mom who pretty much got impatient with her kid today um, because, you know, you've cleaned up like five spills of juice, milk, water, and then they decided to, you know, throw toys all over the place that you just cleaned up when you said it was time for bed. And But yet you get on social media, you know, and then you find how you find this mom with her perfect living room all picked up and spending time with her kids looking happy. And then you start to feel bad. Therefore, the moon being jealous of the stars. Um, and of course, people act like the stars pretty much on social media. You look at all the stars and you're the moon who's sitting there like, I'm bright and, you know, I'm happy, but even sometimes I don't show up at, in the night like I'm supposed to. And that makes you feel bad because all the stars usually show up in the night. Right? Are you with me here? So I found that a little interesting. Um, so chapter one, define, defining jealousy. What is it really? Um, in its base sense, jealousy is an emotion, which refers to feelings and thoughts of insecurity, concern, resentment, anger, or fear, like over something of personal value, okay? So, jealousy is commonly experienced in a myriad of situations, such as the workplace, between siblings. We all know that. Uh, at least one of us has, you know, experienced it. Um, and within friendships, just to name a few. Okay? However... The purpose for this book that she wrote, um, she focuses on the type of jealousy which is evident in romantic and intimate relationships. So, um, this is the most prominent place you will encounter it. But, you know, we need to be honest. This is where it's debilitating hooks dig into us and do the most harm. Which is true. Jealousy and envious does do the most harm, especially when you do not address it. Exactly. So, let's see. Can jealousy actually be a good thing? Which, this has actually been asked because jealousy, um, at least how I used to see it, went kind of both ways. Um, You know, because we've, like almost all of us have been cheated on one way or another especially during our school days. And, you know, 
we kind of hold on to that. We kind of hold on to that and we drag it with us because it gives us some sort of caution and what to look for. So according to the evolutionary psychologist, jelly, jelly, well, you can call it jelly. Jealousy should not be suppressed entirely. It has to be considered as a wake up call or signal. Anyone who experiences these feelings should be on high alert that a relationship may be in danger and that the necessary steps should be taken assesses the situation. In this sense, jealousy is a vital emotion since it maintains social bounds. In addition, it motivates individuals to engage in behaviors that preserve important relationships. In the coal mine, so to speak, which can signal that something might be amiss between you and your partner. So she goes to write that a doctor named Helen Fisher, an anthropologist and author of the book Why We Love, states that a little jealousy can be healthy in relationships. It can serve as a reminder that your partner's attractive and that you are fortunate to have them. And she's not saying that you should become submissive in any way. God forbid. Please do not. Um, But a little gratitude for what you have can go a long way. But if you're into being submissive, like housewife, mommy, and not anything else in your life, then okay, great. Then it is for you. If you want to be a servant to that person, more power to you. But I decide to be an independent woman in my relationship. I love being a mom and I love to keep my house the way I need it. But I will not be a slave and kiss a man's feet. That is way beyond me. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I, like I've stated in my previous episodes that I was an abusive relationship and I will not do that again. So it has changed my whole perspective on what a relationship should be. <clears throat> so, but a little gratitude does definitely do something, especially for your spouse, your partner, whatever. And it shows them that you will, you know, that you do honor them in some way and that you're willing to be loyal and bow to them in some way. But as per usual, it's the extremes and emotions which begin to hurt us the most. It's when jealousy becomes chronic, overt and deliberating. Or I mean debilitating, deliberating. So there's a professor in human development and family studies at the University of Wisconsin named Dr. Lauren Papp suggested that chronic jealousy is a huge red flag and that people should stop mistaking it for interest, care, or affection. Many people seem to believe that their partners are more interested or in love with them if they are possessive or jealous. The reality, however, is that jealousy is almost always a sign of insecurity, which is freaking true because, again, you're taking something that has happened to you, doesn't matter how it happened to you, and you're dragging it along. Now, here's the deal. It happens to pretty much all of us. And the thing is, it's going to end up you know, playing a role one way or another in some sort of relationship. So the jealousy versus envy thing. So with regards to jealousy, a third party is typically involved. This person is viewed as a rival for affection one seeks. Um, On the other hand, envy only occurs between two individuals. It occurs when a person wishes to have what other one has and keeping up with the Joneses type mentality. So hence you experience envy whenever you see someone else obtaining what you desire, which this is where I realized, aha, I, I wanted to obtain what my husband was getting, uh, especially from family members, which 
hurts the most because especially ones from your side of the family and they cannot they cannot get enough of the fact that they admire what my husband does in this community being a firefighter which is great and all but it's just constant just you know here's some admiration here's some admiration value 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 and oh my gosh you're so great you're so great and it's just like and the thing is it doesn't happen as much unless him and I are together in front of them it's just so weird it's almost like you know, they, they're doing it on purpose, which they're not, you know, but when I'm, when I'm there and, you know, my husband's even talking about the smallest of things that he did, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. And I'm just, and then I get told, oh, Jess, you're so lucky. And, you know, it, 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 I get it. I'm lucky, but it's almost like, you know, now you're kind of being a little condescending about it kind of thing so um you harbor feeling resentment as you as you grave that particular object object or position you can you like a new car promotion at work for example however such feelings do not necessarily equate to full-blown jealousy okay um you may be envious of other person's situations, but still retain a good relationship with them. Like, for example, I used to be jealous of a friend of mine who, she had this perfect ass body. She got pregnant. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh good, now I can feel good about it. This is how I used to think. Um, and then I was like, okay, great. Now she's going to know what it's like to still have some baby pooch that I've been trying to get rid of with hard work and diet. Oh, but yet she's able to eat whatever the fuck she wants. And she's back down lower than me. Or she was back down lower than me. And she would send me pictures. And I'm like, wow, thanks. Now, she didn't necessarily know that it made me feel bad. Okay? I had to get to the point in my head that it was me who was feeling this way. It was me. Not her. She was just wanting to share how proud she was of herself and how she, you know, because I go off of people, you know, like, hey, I'm so happy and I support them. And she was just looking for support on how much, how good she was doing. It was just me being insecure because ever since I found out I had had hypothyroidism, um, it's been hard to lose weight, especially after, you know, pregnancy it started. And it's been harder to just try to get back down to where I wanted to be. So it, it's me, not her. And I becoming, and that's when I kind of, I started to not want to talk to her a lot because of that fact. But I was like, and then I, I became to realize that, oh my God, I'm using the resentment not to talk to my best friend. And so it took me a while to like, you know, start healing and start realizing my insecurities and my vulnerability and I had to start with me in order for me to you know start the process of you know what I'm gonna do better or I'm gonna keep going her weight loss does not affect me it does not affect me she's proud of it I'm gonna support and be proud of her too And you know what's so funny I forgot the next paragraph that I wrote notes on (laughs) that 
pretty much the example she gives in the book is pretty much what I just gave you. She says, for instance, your friend was able to lose weight after getting on a particular diet. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it when the universe comes together like that. So yeah, jealousy is predominantly negative and regressive. It can be dangerous, especially for those who are unable to control themselves. A highly jealous person typically directs their ill will towards a third party who is perceived to be receiving the affection or accolades they want for themselves. And if he or she cannot have it, then the other person cannot have it either. It is negative energy, which takes away more than it contributes in a zero-sum game mentality. So chronic jealousy prevents us from moving forward. It consumes time and energy as well as it leads us down a constructive path. If it's not curtailed quickly enough, it also involves a sense of entitlement. It makes you believe that you have the right to control the happiness of other people, which is a big no-no. Um, thus, it can lead to abuse. Definitely. It is not caused by strong love, but rather a sense of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just because you want to do something that a person is getting valued for doesn't mean you need to go and take their happiness away and abuse them for it. Again, everything starts with you. Every healing process starts with you. You And a lot of people don't want to see that, you know, everything is because of their thinking. Because, you know, people don't want to, you know, face the truth. So people fake lives. Like they fake it on social media. For all you know, that picture of a smiling mom with her kid at the kitchen table, like maybe mixing ingredients for a cake, that mom could have just got done putting her kid in timeout for having a meltdown. Or, you know, they pro she probably just got done being so frustrated at a temper tantrum. And, you know, you we don't know. So what causes this general sense of jealousy? Um, so many societies regard jealousy as a natural reaction to the sharing of something important or sacred with another person. However, it is a huge misconception. The real root of jealousy is not the sharing of, of special things. It's the feelings which these circumstances bring about. It's a sense that something has been lost or taken away from you. Um, and really jealous people do not want to share the things they perceive as valuable to them through fear or losing them. And again, it is a protective mechanism, but it, it typically backfires sooner rather than later. Okay. And of course, in the romantic status of it all, the special thing is typically the other party. For instance, a woman may become jealous when she sees her spouse giving another woman attention, which by the way, all us women do exert this jealousy. It doesn't matter. We just don't, even when men rubberneck, we're like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, <laughs> you know, and they see like some girl and or like some girl in college with like sh tight shorts on with only a sports bra running and she's doing it to get her exercise and you see your spouse rubbernecking out the window. And of course, I've caught my husband doing this. It is a man thing and I don't know why we can't get them over it, but he acted like he was stretching his neck and I could tell his eyesights were on that person. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm saying, <laughs> we're going on a date while this is happening. And I'm like, are you serious right now? But 
you know, I just kind of laughed it off. But again, that perceives just a little bit of jealousy that came out of me. You know, I know I'm not young anymore. I had two kids. I'm 30 years old. Of course, it made me a little, eh. it made me a little, eh. you know, but I, I brushed it off because I knew we were never going to see her again. Never has seen her since. So <clears throat> that, I mean, still pretty funny to this day. Likewise, a man may become jealous uh, like us, like us women, when he sees his girlfriend or whatever possessive or profess positive things about another man. And of course, men won't tell you because they think they're too manly to tell you about their emotions. So they're not really in telling you. Um, So the lower one, the most common causes of jealousy here that I'm on the list is number one, fear. Obviously, the big F fear Indeed, jealousy is heavily rooted in fear. However, these are various forms of fear we must address. Like in the romantic setting, the constant worry of losing a partner is fre- frequently experienced. Um, so, for example, a woman who has been cheated on by her ex-husband may become highly cautious with her new partner. You know, as she fears that the same incident could happen again. So, and... You know, so she does not want to lose her partner. So she pretty much displays this jealous behavior. Number two, insecurity or lack of self-confidence. We have low self-esteem, um, you know, about oneself. And sometimes that mostly develops uh, due to childhood, like trauma, like being unsupportive, unloving, or lack of caring parents when you were young. Or the environment where people have tried to mock or belittle you. Okay. Um, this, uh, let's see. This will be discussed later, technically, in other chapters. So don't worry, we'll get more in depth into it. Number three, comparison. I used to compare myself a lot because of my insecurities before I before I became the person I am today. I was so insecure. And then every time I would see, like... You know, a beautiful woman, even like a, a very beautiful big girl. I think all women are beautiful. So when I say big girl, I'm not trying to call anyone fat on purpose to ridicule. I mean, there are big, big women out there who are beautiful, flawless. And like, I've seen them as models too. And their makeup is on point. Sometimes I get jealous because I know, okay, I'm going to say the word fat does not look good on me. Fat does not look good on me. And I guess I do fear about getting bigger. And that's why I do what I do. Because I know it does not look good on me. After being pregnant and having water weight, I couldn't stand the look of me. I'm still working on it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm trying not to become obsessive over it. Because I do honor my body because it was able to hold my children. And I'm glad I didn't have any complications. And no, I'm not trying to, you know, snub it in anyone's face. Because I know that a lot of women have problems, but at the same, but at the same time, I'm trying to give a point of, you know what, I'm not going to try to feel that all insecure because I'm trying my best. Okay, that's my point. I used to constantly compare myself to other people, and I would question how good enough I was. Okay, but the thing is, it has to start with you not to feel that way anymore. Again, it all starts with you. I'm going to say that a lot because it's true. 
You cannot be fixed by other people. You have to fix the problem yourself sometimes, even with the support of other people. If you have a great partner or family member that you can talk to about these things, great. They can give you whatever they think, but the thing is, you just take that tooth and nail, but other than that, you need to start with you, okay? So here are the signs of jealousy within a relationship, Okay, number one is constant checking up, which, by the way, is also a big no-no. Um, if your partner does not know where you are, he or she might call you as a simply concern for your safety and security, which is good. Um, this kind of behavior is healthy normal, which, all right, but you don't go constantly, um, you know, calling them and leaving a message or so every, like, five, maybe 15 minutes or an hour. I don't know. Um However, when your partner checks on you constantly by texting or calling every hour, which I just said, of every day, they may be exhibiting unhealthy and jealous behavior. Um, So yeah, that would be feeling insecure. And of course, bear in mind that healthy couples in well-functioning relationships do not feel the need to constantly check up on their partners. Two, looking through phones and other personal belongings. Guys, I did this a lot because, you know, of what has happened and my... My now husband, who when I got back together with, because we did date in junior high, he did do things that actually made me question marrying him. Um, He did do things behind my back that almost lost our relationship, okay? Hence why I would go through his phone constantly and get, lo and behold, I caught a few conversations with his exes that did not make me feel comfortable, um... I guess he, I mean, how he made it sound, he was still trying to figure out what he wanted in life. But I told him, I gave him the ultimatum. It's either me or them. And I think that is when he realized, because he did love me. He goes, I, I, you know, he loved me very much. He literally blocked the door from me when I packed my stuff and told him I was leaving. <laughs> so, um, you know, it only made us stronger. But at the same time, even though we were engaged at one point, I still checked his phone, which was very unhealthy. And I knew something had to change. And so we talked about it, which was nice. And he said, you know, if you do have any questions, you tell me and I will let you know. I will be honest. I said, OK, that's great. Let's try to keep the, our morals that way. And that's what we try every day. Um, you trust the person, so you do not believe that he or she will cheat on you or leave you. You are committed and happy. There is no fear of infidelity. On the other hand, if you are extremely insecure, you may look through your partner's stuff for evidence of cheating. So, that's that. Three, constant accusations. If you're in loving relationship, you will not feel the need to flirt with anyone else. You and your partner both feel this way. However, if you are in an unhealthy relationship, you may regularly accuse your partner of flirting or cheating. You do not feel secure and your jealousy drives you to have unreasonable thoughts and make irrational claims. I've done this before. I'm not going to lie. Um, <clears throat> because, again, I would always bring it back to what happened. It's like I, I had trouble letting it go. Okay. But it still was very unhealthy, and I was trying to find my way to make it a healthy, you know, getaway from all of it. So how to deal with jealousy? The latter part of this book will deal more thoroughly with the practical steps, how to take it adequately deal with chronic jealousy effectively, okay? So you have to assure one another that loyalty and commitment must be front and center with the relationship. It's important to address any problems or misunderstandings. 
from the outset. But you have to take note of any signs that may indicate abusive relationship. Always, always look for the red flags, you guys. Okay? Evaluate the situation. All right? Because let me tell you something. I definitely know the difference between abuse now than anything that's not abuse. Okay? So refrain from letting your imagination run wild. For instance, if your spouse comes home late, don't immediately assume that he or she went out to see another party. But rather give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Afford them time to explain where they were. Do not assume the worst in every situation. Avoiding negative thinking spirals imperative to healthy functioning relationships. So... With that said, you should not prevent your partner from doing things they love to do. Like, such as pursuing their hobbies and interests as well as maintaining friends and associates outside of your shared social groups. Again, this aids in providing the slight but essential breathing space between the two of you, illustrating the fact that you are still indeed individual people. If you choose to share everything with each other at the end of the day, that is up to you. Okay? However, it's not acceptable to become upset over tri- uh, trivial things. And if you become jilted over these instances, you simply become fearful and scared and jealous for no reason. Okay? Do not start um, exhibiting unreasonable and controlling behaviors. You need to be very self-aware in this respect and notice your overthinking patterns and actions. You also have to educate yourself on how to control your emotions. Okay? And of course, we will talk next time on the following chapter that will explain some of these traits in greater detail, um, which will be chapter two, traits of highly jealous people, how to spot them in yourself and others. But we will talk about that um, later. I kind of want to give you a little bit of a story that gave insight and also helped my husband open his eyes. Unfortunately, it had to take an unfortunate event for this to happen. Did it happen to him? Thank God, no. But it almost did. And if it wasn't for me, you know, paying attention to the signs in a healthy way, I probably, it probably would have happened. Or, you know, this person would have tried to pursue my husband. Um, He works on a fire department. I will not say the name. And let's put it this way. There's a woman. There is a couple of women who are volunteer. There is one woman who um, I got, I started getting a bad feeling about. It wasn't exactly insecure and jealousy. It was the actual red flags because of how she displayed her actions around my husband. Um, he only thought of her as an employee and only treated her that way. He never treated her more than that. Apparently, she took his niceness as um, flirting because she followed him everywhere. Um, said his name in a weird way I did not like. Like, hi, so-and-so. You know, that flirtatious tone. Um, I tried to talk to my husband about it. I said, hey, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. And he says, okay, thank you for telling me. And he says, but, you know, I'm pretty, she's married. She has kids. I don't think she's going to do anything. So, you know, yeah, it kind of upset me because, you know, he was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. And so, but at the same time, like, okay, fine. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt because she's married and has kids. I'm, you know, maybe she is just, you know, being overly friendly and she doesn't know it. Well, come when the situation happened, apparently one other 
person who works on the fire department and her they are they were having an affair and to what we know that she still is and that her and her husband are not getting along and that's how the affair happened because apparently the marriage is not going good what happened was this particular employee that works in the fire department was getting off his shift and he uh, got attacked by the husband who was drunk and um started wailing on him while he repeated the words you um effed my wife like you had sex with my wife we are it's still under investigation is what we keep being told but you know it it got to that situation where my husband had to you know that's when my husband's eyes were open and he and he did apologize he said i'm sorry um you know we're we're we were, you know, I was wrong. And of course, the person that also volunteers there or works there, I can't remember if he does. He said the minute she walked through that door to volunteer, he knew she was bad news. She was a lawsuit waiting to happen. So pretty much another person before she even became volunteer knew she was bad news. But, you know, um, is she still volunteering? Yes. Of course, as a woman... <laughs> I feel she should have not been given a second chance because she's still liable. She's still a liability. She's still a lawsuit. And um, she pretty much dishonored the code of, in, of course, the emblem that she wears on that t-shirt when she volunteers. She pr- practically shit on it. And I don't think she deserves to serve honorably on that department after what she has done. Um so, yeah, that is pretty much the whole thing. I was only insecure because of the fact that I was seeing her behavior around my husband. I don't think it mattered to her if I was around or not. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that is really... um inappropriate especially if he's married and what if she was doing it to the other husbands who were married it's like she wasn't honoring the marriage that was between a husband and a wife either like i don't think she really cared as long as this person also was good with kids she was going to do anything in her power to get what she wanted i don't know if that was but okay i might be dramatizing a little bit but that's what we felt was happening She pretty much was told by the higher up that, you know, just to keep her head down, do the work she was meant to do, and then leave. Go home. I don't know anything else, but um, I'm really glad that my husband was able to kind of be like, oh my God, you know, take the situation and be like, okay, now I see where my wife is getting at. And so ever since then, we've kind of had a better understanding of why I got so hyped up about it about why she'd be around and, you know, why she would, why I would see things. And, you know, he came to an understanding. So it was good, effective communication at the same time, but I'm, it happened in an unfortunate way, unfortunately. Um, you know, so it's whatever, but I hope this kind of sheds some light what I'm going to be, um, you know, reading and talking to you about because like I said it really helped me open my eyes and see things and also kind of get over the hump of being envious and jealous so 
I hope you guys have a great day and I hope I can find my headphones. Pray for me. It's not a big deal. They were actually pretty cheap. So <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Hope you guys have a good, good Tuesday. Bye.